Welcome to the Tributes.com interview series. My name is Robin Heppel from FuneralGurus.com. Tributes.com provides local and national obituary news, as well as personalized tributes. Today I'm speaking with Ken Varner of Cypress Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery in San Francisco, California. Please join our conversation already in progress as we're talking about the Michael Jackson service. Well, um, uh, that, that was an interesting service. So the, um, I, my wife and I watched it last night. You know, um, I can't remember what channel it was on, but we watched it last night. And, you know, one of the nice things about that service was the fact that the, uh, you know, the body and the casket were, were present for the memorial service. I mean, that's, you know, one of the things that we're noticing that with memorial services that, that often the body's not present. And so, um, you know, it was, um, uh, encouraging to see them, um, actually have the body present for that memorial service. For sure, and uh, I think with the you know the terminology, I don't I don't think I heard the word funeral hap come up very often in you know all the no, broad. I don't think I, I heard the word funeral at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it was I heard service, I heard celebration, um, you know, I heard those types of words. Um, you know, the fact that it was it's kind of very very creative service. You know, with, um, uh, you know, with speakers and music and, uh, uh, really, uh, I thought it was very effective in, in kind of personalizing, uh, you know, Michael Jackson. I mean, because all we've heard about, you know, uh, the last several years is all his troubles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which kind of depersonalized him. And, um, you know, knowing that people aren't perfect and, and, uh, you know, that, uh, besides his troubles, he had a lot of, uh, uh, you know, that service kind of reminded me of all the, the good things he did in his life. For sure. Was, was very effective. You, know? you, you kind of. Whole we are the world campaign and, you know, uh, drive to, you know, fight hunger and, and different things like that. You do, you do kind of forget the, um, those, yeah, those other things because, I think too, you know, the media has really ramped things up, um, over the last 10 years anyway. So, right. you know, what was, you know, and his last 10 years weren't, I guess, from the public's perspective, weren't the best or weren't in the best of light. So, right. um, a couple of negative things going on there. And, uh, you know, maybe, that's what you, you know, that's what you hear, Robert. I mean, that's, you know, uh, you know, as soon as he died, I mean, the uh, radio station that, uh, uh, you know, I, I drive my son to work every morning, and, and the radio station that he likes to listen to. I mean, it, it was all jokes about, yeah, uh, uh, you know, all his uh, more recent uh, uh, exploits. So, yeah, and I, th- I think the kind of the tone changed over the last week. Like, you know, at that point, and then it got as uh, people kind of focused on on the service. It was more about paying tribute to him and. You know, after the, um, you know, and they're still talking about, well, how did he die or did he get poisoned or whatever, but the, you know, moving closer to, towards yesterday, it was all about remembering him and, and then as you said earlier, you know, all the great things that, that he did and. <laughs> well, you know, you know, what it did too, the service, what it, it did, it created kind of benchmarks in his life. I mean, uh, 
the um, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, Brooke Shields. Uh, you know what I mean? With her speaking, it kind of reminded me that that part of his life, you know, where then they were, uh, I don't know, somewhat dating, and the, the question was, was he going to marry her? I think. Um, you know, that whole part of his life, and then. You know, with Smokey Robinson coming on stage, it kind of took you back to his childhood when he first started, you know, uh, in his career. And so, I mean, you know, in that way, it was, was kind of very effective. Uh, the fact that his family was up there and hugging everybody that after they spoke, it, it kind of made you realize that, uh, you know, he did, did have a family, too. <laughs> you know, he had brothers and he had sisters and he had a mom and dad. Um, uh, which I thought was was uh, uh, was very effective and actually beneficial, maybe therapeutic. I mean, again, you know, uh, memorial services hopefully are therapeutic for the folks that uh, uh, you know been left behind. You know, you know, with all of our talkings about business, pre-need, cat need, you know, the the terms of our business, you know, we, we sometimes forget about really the of why we exist. I mean, it's uh, us as the funeral profession. That's really the help family. You know, and I think that service really helped that family last time. Absolutely. And his friends, too. Sure. And I, I think the, um, you know, I think everyone, my, you know, my wife was a huge fan and she was, you know, kind of saddened that he, you know, when he died and, and that it was, you know, she said it was really nice just to see that tribute to him. So, you know, I think that it 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 served its purpose. It did what a a funeral is supposed to do. Right, right. Yeah, well, it brought a lot of people together, and it was. Um, I, I thought it helped to. Uh, again, I thought it was very therapeutic for his family. You know, and 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 the friends he had. You know, I thought the whole service was very well done. So. Great. Well, do you? Um up to you, Ken. Uh, you know, I'd love to talk to you about the operation at, at Cypress Lawn, or is there... Um... Well, I mean, I, I could give you a quick scenario of Cypress Lawn. You know, Cypress Lawn is a, you know, is a very unique property. Um, actually, you know, we're, we're about 115 years old. Um, uh, we have actually have records that go back 150 years because the Laurel Hill Cemetery Association, which was in the heart of San Francisco, was moved here uh, around the 19th. 40s. So, you know, on one hand, we are a historic cemetery, and then, you know, in the last 10 years, we've built a brand new cemetery uh, about three blocks away, so we are a current cemetery, too. And so uh, we have this kind of historical edge, and then we have this current edge, which uh, uh, where we're serving families, today's San Francisco families, let's say. Sure. And, um, uh, also, you know, we have the, we just built the funeral home in the last five years and very successful. Um, uh, the folks that uh, designed our funeral home, um, Jay Stewart Todd, uh, they did a very nice, um, uh, basically a remodel of an existing building. We basically took a 1918 uh, building uh, uh, designed by Bernard Cahill, who also designed the San Francisco City Hall, which is Bernard, you know, believed that in death, um, architecture should be very grand. And so he built um, a very grand cemetery office 
um, here for the cemetery, which we then took uh, and expanded about 23,000 square feet and added a, you know, a chapel facility, a prep facility, a, a reception facility, plus we completely remodeled the, you know, the portion of the building that was constructed in 1918. But when it was all said and done, if you look at the building, it's a large Mediterranean-style building that is true to uh, Bernard Cahill's uh, architectural intent of 1918, but is a, you know, is a brand new, modern, um, very light um, uh, funeral facility, uh, uh, which families uh, have been very responsive to. Uh, one of the things that we've done that's probably different than most funeral homes is it's very light, you know, so the color palette is very light. All the artwork um, in the funeral home uh, is floral. So, uh, you know, with the diversity of families that we serve, uh, you know, my intent was to uh, create even artwork that uh, nobody would find offensive sure. and, or take exception to. And everybody loves, you know, uh, pretty flowers. And everybody is attracted to horticulture. And so Cypress Lawn uh, you know, not only as a historic cemetery, is also a historic arboretum. And we used to have large um, uh, uh, areas of uh, flowers planted, and, uh, you know, we're still trying to carry that out today. You know, we're trying to make Cypress Lawn uh, really a, a place of beauty and, and floral and horticultural interest. Um that works well with both the funeral home and the cemetery. Now, coupled with that, we've also started about 10 years ago uh, a heritage foundation where we, you know, basically it's 501c3. Um, it's a, a foundation that promotes our historical significance within the San Francisco and, and California history. So we have lectures and tours. So, you know, we have, there's many facets of Cypress Lawn, let's put it that way. Well, and, and it all it, it all kind of creates a lot of activity, and you know, and and so for any funeral home owners or cemetery owners, the the more that you can create activity in the cemetery or in the funeral home, it, it benefits uh, your whole organization. Uh, the foundation uh, we recently uh, received a bequest, a, a gentleman um, that was a member of our foundation that came to our lectures and tours. Uh, when he passed on, he had family buried here, and he's, of course, going to be interred here. But he left a third of his estate to us. You know, wow. Uh, uh, which, um, uh, you know, which is going to go in, and those, that will, those funds will go into our endowment um, and to help preserve the property for, for years to come. And, you know, that's one of the things that, Robin, that uh, I don't know a lot of cemetery owners you know, should look into. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a, uh, you know, 150-year-old cemetery to have a foundation. Uh, but uh, an educational foundation, promote lectures and tours about the cemetery and about local history, um, you know, is a great draw to the cemetery. You know, we're, we're, in, the, you know, we're in the process of establishing a, a, a cremation society. So, you know, we'll not only have a cemetery in a funeral home, but also a cremation society. Um, and mainly because here in San Francisco, uh, people look at death care providers, you know, some people don't want to use a funeral home. 
You know, they want to use a cremation society. And so we're creating this just uh, a cremation society, a Cypress Lawn cremation society for those families that want, uh, you know, the benefits of a uh, cremation society and are attracted to a cremation society as compared to a cemetery or yeah, Ken, I was going to ask you about that because San Francisco just being, you know, in that type of market where may not be seen as um, totally traditional and a higher level of cremation there. How does a, an operation like yours, um, a first class facility, still uh, operate and, and cater to that bigger market where, um, you know, some people don't, you know, don't want the full high-end thing, and, and I guess your cremation well, society is one. You know, I, I look at it. I, I look at it probably different. You know, we serve. I mean, you know, the diversity of the families that we serve is pretty pretty wide. And sure. So what we try to do is we try to narrow in on uh, the specific markets. You know, so if we have an Asian market, we try to build a program for that market. And so if we uh, we also have a large Filipino community, so we have a program that's that's focused for that Filipino. And the same thing with the, um, you know, with the, uh, the cremation market. I mean, there's a large cremation market here in San Francisco in the Bay, in, in the Bay Area period. And, uh, we're trying to not think so much of ourselves, um, you, you know what I mean, um, um, as thinking of the customer and what does the customer want. And I think that you have to realize that, you know, not everybody wants a full traditional, um, uh, funeral service. Uh, and they don't want to be served by a funeral home. Uh, and so, um, uh, and so, uh, you know, that's what we're doing. We're trying to build services around what customers want. Um, I think of, uh, my good friend Blair Nelson, uh, and, and his funeral homes. I mean, Blair has, uh, you know, uh, does many calls in his funeral home, but he also has a cremation society. And actually the cremation society does more calls than the funeral home. But the funeral home does, uh, does I mean his funeral home uh, has he has a very uh, very successful call uh, you know uh, history at his mm-hmm. funeral homes and, uh, and and that's where their traditional families are are are, are handled you know? and so it's it's really a matter of you know kind of segmenting the different markets and and deciding you know you know that you're going to serve those markets and then building a program around those markets. Now, one of the things that we do too is is that, you know, if uh, if, if for instance San Francisco, of course, has a lot of Asian market, so you know we have, uh, you know, I have an Asian uh, sales manager, and uh, uh, and he has a staff about eighteen people that serve that specific market. You know what I mean? Because that market has certain needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he speaks four different dialects of Chinese. Wow, <laughs> you know, and that's a, that's a barrier. You got to remember that what we're trying to do is reduce barriers to doing business. You know what I mean? And if I speak Cantonese or I speak Mandarin and you don't, that's a barrier. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so we we try to what we try to do is we're, we're trying to look at focus on our customers, uh, realize you know what what the, the you know who they are and what the services they are, what what they need, and you know how can we you know. Uh, you know, slowly kind of reduce those barriers. How can we slowly make improvements to, to where we're truly uh, addressing the needs of the customers? And um, you know, everything else will kind of come together. 
you know, and that's Cypress Lawn is kind of a great example of that. I mean, when I came here uh, 12, 13 years ago, we, you know, we were, we were, the cemetery was in a terrible shape. Uh, we were losing money. We didn't have very much, you know, had about 11 years of inventory. And so we've completely turned that around. But in doing that, you know, the synergy that's created has allowed us to expand into other service offerings, like a funeral. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and uh, which has all worked very, uh, you know, very successfully for us. I mean, uh, proud to say that Cypress Lawn is on a completely different footing now than they were 12, 13 years ago. Uh, we have a new set of problems. <laughs> you know, and that's, I should say, opportunities. And there's always challenges and opportunities in front of you. And uh, we try to, try to kind of boldly face those every day. I think once you kind of get kind of on that other side and you start working towards what your current market is and that just becomes the way of doing things, then as the new challenges come up, that's just, you're just used to that. It's, it's not like, okay, I've got these five challenges. I'm going to fix them and then I can coast for 10 years. That's just not the mindset uh, that anyone can have to succeed in, in today's marketplace, no matter what business you're in. Yeah, you, you know, what I tried to do, like, with, with my staff, like, 12 years ago, I, I tried to say, listen, this is kind of where we're at, and this is where we want to be, and the um, uh, only thing I can tell you is that they're, they're going to make some changes, you know what I mean, and change is good, it's not bad, change is, you know, uh, being dynamic and changing is, is, is healthy, it, uh, it helps us keep our jobs, and, and it helps us really serve the community, and that we were gonna, you know, we're gonna make changes and, 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 and we're gonna make small changes, incremental changes, um, you know, um, and over time, those little small changes that we make add up to one big change. You know what I mean? One big result. I mean, I'm, you know, uh, this morning I, I had a little problem. I was here late last night with, uh, my, my Asian sales managers going over some customer service issues. And the first thing I did was go up to my, Monument Company this morning, uh, about 7.30, and, and outlined some little small changes that they needed to make that will, you know, and uh, hopefully end up in big improvements, uh, you know, in our delivery of, uh, for instance, monuments. So, uh, you know, and that, that's the exciting thing about a job is that we, we always have opportunities to make small incremental changes and see improvements not only in staff, in uh, some of our partners out in the community, uh, this monument dealer is a partner of ours. Uh, you know, and, and in the community. Great. Ken, one thing, just kind of going back, because I know that some funeral directors and, and cemeteries struggle with that issue of, of catering to the different markets, because sometimes we take on that, um, we'll try to be all things to all people, and we end up being nothing to no one how like how do you tackle that with your marketing do you have then specific marketing uh you're mentioning you're you know you're you're dealing with different niche communities so do you have uh marketing campaigns that are in cantonese or mandarin for those specific areas and oh yeah sure and that's again that's one of our keys to success again is to, to, to kind of segment the market um and to build programs to serve those markets and so, yes, we have, uh, you know, we, you know, for our Asian, you know, um, uh, 
families, we have a you know we have a, a you know a whole program that's that's targeted uh, for them. Uh, you know, and then we, we you know so we have a you know we, we have a real diversity of clients that we serve. You know, uh, we uh, you know we have some, you know some very high end clients being here next to San Francisco. I can tell you that we have some very high end clients and how we serve them and how we address their needs are different. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I should say they're you know better or worse, but hopefully we're we're addressing um, you, you know those customers and what they need and realizing that customers are different. You know we have different customers with different needs, and you know and and and, and so we we have to try to um, you know if we're going to if we're going to serve these folks, um, you know we're, we have to you know get staff. And uh, behind uh, and organizational structure, policies, etc., all in line to serve these things. And, and, and we have some folks that, you know, we have some markets that are very small markets. What I would call very small markets doesn't mean that we don't serve them. Doesn't mean we just don't spend a whole lot of time, um, you know, um, uh, focused on them. I, I should, you know, I'm trying to think how I how to say that. I guess when they do come in, we are tuned in to what their needs are. You know, uh, uh, you know. So we have uh, we have some Tongan families. They have some very specific needs. You know, with um, you know with their. Uh, you know. mm-hmm. So and, and we are prepared to handle that ritual when they come in, but it's not a huge. You know, it's not a, you know, when you if you look at other, uh, you know, parts of the community, that's not a huge part of our community. But it is part of our community that comes to Cypress Lawn for services. And so when they do, we're ready for them. Great. So, so Ken, you know, with, um, I really want to kind of get down to what, what makes Cypress Lawn different. So, you know, obviously people in, in the Bay Area, they've got a lot of choices. And, sure. you know, especially, you know, actively in the last 12 years, you've d- obviously done lots of improvements and, and really dialed that in. But, you know, so now just for the consumer, what is it that's going to draw them there? Is it the, is it the heritage? Is it those specific marketing tactics of, of looking after those niche markets or, or is there, is there a bigger draw that, that comes, you know, I see on your, on your website, it's celebrating life. There's not a lot of, not a lot of funeral in there. You're, you're, you know, you're talking, you know, and we're kind of talking more like what we talked about the, the Michael Jackson service where the word wasn't even mentioned. Right. Right. The, you know, our, our, you know, our website, you know, we built that website, uh, actually, uh, geez, I don't know, 10 or 11 years ago. It, um, actually we're, we're in the process of completely renovating. Uh, our website, you know, you know, you, you look at our website, you can see that, um, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, the funeral home really isn't, isn't addressed properly. Um, I mean, it's a huge improvement that we need to make, um, uh, you know, to our website. But I would like to say that we are extremely busy at the funeral home. <laughs> 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 Sometimes it's hard to stop. And, you know, it takes care of some of these details that need to be taken care of. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and, and websites are important to some markets and they're kind of less important to other markets, let's say. 
So, for instance, the cremation market. Website's very, very important to the cremation market. And so we, you know, we've got some, you know, top people in the, in the country that, that are, that are working on improving our website. You know, you know what I mean? And, and so for the, for our, you know, uh, specifically targeting, uh, you know, our cremation customers and, uh, I mentioned the cremation society. So we're in the process of, you know, behind the heat, behind the scenes, we're building a cremation society website. Um, but we're also building a funeral home uh, website, and we're going to be improving the um, the cemetery's website too. Uh, but um, is it is it a critical part of what we do? Um, I'd say uh, yes, but you know it's probably going to be more and more important for the future. You know what I mean? And so there's a number of you know when we talk about small incremental improvements, there's a number of improvements that we're going to be um, that we're going to be um, Going to be adding to our website, like uh, there's a new uh, website called tributes.com. You know what I mean? And we're going to be a- adding, um, you know, their services to our website to help our online obituaries. Um, you know that type of thing. And so, you know, uh, I-, I look at it as, you know, there's the work that we're doing currently to serve the families that we're current working currently, and there's things that we're doing behind the scenes to not only improve the service that we're going to give to those families to kind of building the future. You know what I mean? And, and where do we want to be in the future? And and so like the, when we talk about websites, a lot of um, the improvements that we're working on behind the scenes for our website is really about the future. You know what I mean? And where we want to be positioned in the future and what service do we want to be, you know, uh, be providing in the future and what service that we think that our customers, our current customers, and our future customers are going to find value. I mean, that's really what you know, we're all searching for is, you know, what value does the customer have? You know, what services can we add that, that our customers are going to find value? Great. Yeah, it's it's something that you need to, you kind of have two, you know, everyone needs to have two things going on. You need to be, serving your your current clients but you have to have this other um operations going on that's you know thinking about the future and and getting things lined up and and so often we can get too busy and just focus on on today and although and and i'm not saying not to because those are the current clients and they need to be looked after um you know in the best possible manner but but also just the way things are changing we always have to be working behind the scenes as, as, as you are at Cypress Lawn, uh, being ready for the future and because that keeps on changing at a faster and faster rate. Well, you, you know, it's like this, this, this issue with the cremation society, you know, uh, you know, uh, some funeral directors don't, you know, think that that detracts from the, the funeral home. I don't think it'll detract from the funeral home. I think it will add to Cypress Lawn overall. But I mean, you know, this is a service vehicle that customers out there are saying, I want, you know, I want to be served by a, a cremation side. You know what I mean? So I've got to figure out, am I in the funeral business or I'm in the death care business? You know what I mean? And I'm in the death care business. You know what I mean? I'm trying to serve you know, at the worst time of their life. They lose somebody they love very, very much. And this is how they want to be served. And by serving them, you know, I have an opportunity to, 
to add value at a later point, too. I mean, it's kind of like these cremation families. You know, if I get a cremation family, cremation family selects cypress. And even if it is a direct cremation, but let's say that they're interested in the foundation. They get introduced to Cypress Lawn, and they find value in our foundation, our lectures and our tours and our horticultural, you know, outings and Arbor Day and uh, all these other activities. And Cypress Lawn then becomes something very dear to them, and they decide, you know, in their estate planning quest uh, to make up a quest to Cypress Lawn like this gentleman uh, just recently did for us. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, very much appreciated. I mean, that's really, you know, what we're trying to do. We're trying to really create a community and, and be part of the community and serve the community. And it's not just serving them in the way we want to. You know, I, I, you know, you know, you, we, we'll serve you, but only if you, you know, only if you want a full traditional service. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I, I just can't put my arms around that. I mean, I, I hope everybody wants a full traditional service. I mean, I believe, I believe, in, not in whether, you know, whether it's a, what the service is or the casket or anything. I, I believe in that we're, you know, a funeral is a reunion. It's a therapeutic event. I mean, it's, a, it's part of the healing process when, when, when somebody loses, loses somebody they love very, very much. And it's, a, uh, it's just a life shattering, I shouldn't say shattering. Event. I just, you know, went to a funeral of my, one of my my dear aunts, and and uh, it was a very nice service. Um, and and all my cousins were there. You know, and I I looked at all my cousins, and they just lost their, you know, they they just lost their mother. And and uh, I think that uh, us all being there and the, the whole events of the day uh, surrounding my aunt's funeral, I, I just think that it helped them in in, in process. That's really what. We're doing. Absolutely. Hey. You, know, you know, it's not about you know how much pre-need sales, and we have uh, you know probably the top pre-need sales group in the, you know in the Bay Area. You know what I mean? It's not about that. I mean that's just our marketing outreach. Um, it's really about helping families, helping with this transition in their lives that we all go through. And that's what we're All this other stuff kind of comes together. If you're, uh, I always looked at it as you're a good operation. You're doing all these things. You know, you've got an outreach, and you're not just waiting for somebody to come in and serve us. I mean, you know, part of our service is going out and and, and helping them with their estate planning. You know what I mean? So they have some peace of mind. So they, you know, they have time to uh, pay for the services that they want. Um, you know, all of that. So. Great. Yeah. You know what, Ken? I, I think like a hundred years ago when, when they were undertakers, they, they served, you know, that family that just experienced a death and, and offered them whatever they wanted at the time. And, and then somewhere between then and now, we kind of lost it and we, we, you know, try to do the Henry Ford on them and said, you know, you have, this is what you want. And that worked for a while. And we, you know, had traditional funerals for, you know, probably a full generation there, but, uh, I kind of see us, you know, we're, we're back almost, you know, being the, the born again undertaker. And, and as you said, not every family wants to, 
wants to have a traditional funeral and how we would define that. But, but whenever there's a death that occurs, that family is going to need some form of services and we can either put ourselves in front of that path or, or we can, you know, hope that they come our way. And, um, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, last year, um, uh, um, my friend Pat Lynch and his family, and I don't recall the, um, they had a PBS special and it was about, um, funeral directors in a small town helping family. You know, and that, I don't know if you saw that. I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, the Undertaking. Absolutely. Yeah, The Undertaking. Very well. I mean, I mean, that was extremely emotional. That was extremely emotional. Uh, especially for my wife and I, we, we actually couldn't finish watching because uh, we have a special needs child and it really kind of gets close to home for us. But I mean, that, that really, um, you know, that, uh, that special, you know, really got to what, a little bit to what we do and what the importance Everything else kind of built around help, you know, help. Exactly. And I, and I like to think that's part of what Cypress Lawn is so successful. We have about 79 counselors. And we, you know, we kind of, um, we, we, we call them relationship managers. And, uh, you know, and, and, and that's one of the reasons why we're so successful is we have people out in the marketplace every day meeting families, talking to families about you know, the value of prearrangement and, um, and, and, and what their needs are and helping them, you know, counseling them, uh, to, to meet those needs. And, you know, our funeral home, you know, why our funeral home is so successful because of those, our, our 79, uh, our 79 counselors that are out there connecting us and networking in the community and, um, you know, um, establishing relationships. And starting that process of helping that family or their their trust into the Hey Ken Ken, I'm so I'm so glad to hear that you actually call them relationship counselors because I you know, when uh, when I'm on my soapbox I, I let people know this is a relationship business and, and those are where you know when when it comes down to it when a death occurs they're they're not really thinking of of branding or what was the last funeral commercial they saw on TV. The first thing that's going to pop into their mind is someone who they know. And right. um, and again, a hundred years ago, when my grandfather and and his father were building their business, it was just all about relationships. And um, and again, a hundred years later, it is it is today. And and we can, we still have to, that's the number one thing is building those relationships. And when you do have those relationships, shopping and price and things like that are secondary because there's a higher level of trust. You know, and, and that's probably, I, I'd like to think of that as, uh, as, as, as maybe one of the big keys to, to our success here at Cypress Lawn. It's been, you know, our staff, you know what I mean? And the fact that we have a, <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, we live in a very diversified community, and our staff reflects that community. I mean, we have a very diversified uh, staff, and they truly, um, you know, I, I'd like to say that, you know, I've, you know, I've been in a number of companies. I was blown at one time, but the I, I can tell you that our staff here truly is 
involved with our community and with the families that we serve. I mean, they, uh, and I'm, I'm always impressed by them. <laughs> but, you know, you know, about the service and, um, you know, that, that and, and the connections that they make with the families that we serve. And that, that relationship that, you know, that willingness to, to help families, uh, even beyond, uh, uh, you know, even beyond funeral service, I mean, help them and actually build relationships and network in the community. And, uh, all the way through to delivering the service. You know, uh, that's really probably, you know, I, I can tell you the funeral homes. I mean, the, the you know, our, our funeral directors are, you know, we have some of the best funeral directors in the county as far as I'm concerned. Um, but they're, they're busy delivering service. Mm-hmm. I mean, our marketing staff that's out there reaching into the community, bringing those services to us. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I've got a lot of friends that are that are that are hurting right now. They're calling me down and things like that. And I tell them, the more that you, the closer you can get to the community, and close, you know, the more that you can network out into the community and kind of expand your outreach. You know, the more successful. You know, and. Uh, you know, those are just one of the many things that we need to do to be successful in funeral service. I mean, it's not as, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, 50 years ago was probably a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, what we got to do and what we have to understand and all the things that we have to deal with are much more complicated. Or I, I, um, I'd like to think that there's just more that we have to deal with. But in... And can that being said, though, I think that um, today the services that we provide as funeral professionals are the absolute best tributes to people's lives that have ever been offered, ever. Oh, yeah. So uh, although it is tougher, the end result for the families is better than what's ever been before. Right. And, and I agree with that. There's, you know, I've, I've known funeral directors, sometimes all across the country that, and, uh, you know, they're truly tuned in to helping families and understanding families and, and providing service, you know, uh, caring for families. You know, I, I could, I could, and, and trying to find ways to do that, trying to address, the, you know, our, you know, our families' needs. That, yeah, that's for sure. I agree with that. For sure. Well, hey Ken, before I let you go, any uh, any last words or anything happening uh, in the near future at, at Cypress Lawn that um, uh, you know that's coming up? Well, anything that's uh, we we just built this beautiful two and a half million dollar fountain up at our new cemetery. It's right inside of our our forty foot archway. It's mm-hmm. it's um, granite archway. It's um, uh, so we the new and things that are coming up. The we're going to be rolling out the. The Cremation Society website, you know, I mentioned tributes.com. Um, you know, we're going to be um, going to be adding the services of that company. Um, so, you know, what we're going to be doing is continuing to, you know, kind of try to constantly, you know, improve the service that we, um, you know, we give to the community, and to constantly kind of uh, dissect um, the community to see how we can be of service and expand our service. Awesome. Well, that's yeah, great. So it's uh, kind of a, it's a, 
it's uh, it's a constant. Uh, hopefully, constantly, we're we're improving what we're doing and growing, and uh, uh, and helping the team. Well, that's great. Well, hey, Ken. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Ken, I really appreciate your time, and uh, um, I look forward to uh, chatting with you again. And I'm, you know, I'm very honored to to be interviewed. I've I've uh, I've gone to your website and and seen your interviews and keep up the good work that you're doing. So that's well, what you're doing is you're interviewing me, and I, I know you've interviewed a whole lot of other folks across the country in funeral service, and what you're doing is. Well, you know the whole uh, you know the whole premise behind funeral gurus is not um, you know it is that we're all funeral gurus and I think we all have um, some great things to share and uh, we we don't always get um, you know life and, and work's pretty busy and we don't always get this opportunity to to share with uh, with our peers and also there I want to um, I want transparency too because uh, I'm kind of tired of of, uh, having the media or Hollywood or, or critics, um, define us. And, and I think we do a pretty good job of defining ourselves. So Ken, I, I appreciate you helping me do that. Okay. Thanks, Robin. Great. Well, thanks okay. again, Ken. We'll, uh, we'll chat soon. You bet. Take care. Okay. Uh, bye-bye. Bye now. For more information about Ken and the Cypress Lawn Cemetery and Funeral Home, visit cypresslawn.com. Check back off into tributes.com for more interviews and information. If you have questions about death, funerals, cremation, or trends within funeral service, please leave a comment on the website or ask your local funeral director. This is Robin Heppel on behalf of the tributes.com interview series. Tributes.com, because every life has a story.